Check, check, check. Check, check. What up? So, this is the first official episode of the Rojo Podcast. The Rojo Show. Um, whatever. It's just something for y'all to hate on. Uh, let me hook up this. Let me get on Periscope real quick. Yeah, what time recording this? Um, how's everybody doing? Today is Monday. Monday to what? Monday the eighth. When you don't have a job, you don't really pay attention to the date. <laughs> That's what I noticed. When I wrote it like four or five or fifteen times a day, I always knew what the date was. But now I just kind of go by what is Monday. Is it Tuesday? What, what, is it Friday yet? Is it appropriate for me to ask my friends if they can get a drink? <laughs> you don't have a job. You be trying to drink on Mondays and Tuesdays and shit. Like, yo, what's good, man? Shit, I'm trying to get a drink or something. It's Tuesday. It's not even hump day yet. You haven't even felt adversity in the day yet. And you need, you need to drown yourself in some liquor. Uh, hold on. The Rojo Show episode 001 I'm gonna do 001 so I feel more pressure to uh, to get those numbers up to have like a, a 50 or a 100 uh, slide down and stop double tap to flip bang got me I need some on my lips so I'm gonna be broadcasting the face close my door too How's everybody doing? So, yeah. Um, it's interesting. Last month of my life, fill everybody in. Because at this point, the only people that are listening are people that, like, really, really care. Uh, there's no, I don't, I'm not, I don't have casual fans yet. I don't know how many people are going to be on Facebook just like, let me check out this Jared guy. And on Periscope right now, there's a, a hefty zero people watching zero which um i mean doesn't make me feel any way or another um i had some people really interested in the thought of me just talking uh to myself for uh we'll do an hour today we'll do an hour maybe 45 minutes um about like what i would talk about and how i would fill the time i'm talking to myself at all times okay if I'm talking to you, I'm, I may be deeply engaged or seriously listening, but for the most part, I'm talking to myself all day long um, about everything and nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I talk to myself all the time, probably because I've always had like very engaged people to talk to. So when they're not around, I still feel like I need to put out some kind of energy or it could just be because I'm like, 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 that's my form of ADHD. Like, my form of attention deficit isn't to, like, jump on tables and um, be ridiculous as far as behavior. It's more for it's more so, like, my mind and my thoughts. Like, they're just always moving, always going, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it's a bad thing because I've had to, like, teach myself to listen to people, like, to stop, like, arguing with them in my head as I'm hearing it and to actually be like, okay, let me let me listen. Um, but ultimately, just to <laughs> be able to smash their point uh, better by paying attention. Um, so, yeah, 
Um, I need to move real quick. I need to get an ashtray. Hold on. Uh-oh, one person on Periscope. That's what's up. Whoever it is, thank you for tuning in. Um, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of Twitter followers. So maybe you saw it on Facebook and decided to check me out that way. However you did it, whatever. I'm, it's cool. I'm glad you're here. Um, what are we going to talk about? Okay, so the NBA Finals, second game was last night. This is for my dad. My dad uh, likes to talk about sports, almost to the annoyance of my mom. Um, he only wants to talk about it. Like, and he, my dad's weird. He like, uh, he doesn't mean to be rude, but he butts into conversations like right in the middle of them, asking about stuff that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, his favorite subject is sports. Um, he maintains that part of his masculinity uh, through. Uh, radio and through listening. If you don't know, if you don't know, my dad is blind, so he can't necessarily watch games. Although the funny thing is, he always makes these references towards using his eyes. Like he's very concerned about whether the lights in the house are on, <laughs> or like when he's getting dressed, he likes to turn the light on, and then he'll say, "What? What do you need the light on for, Dad?" I can't see. And it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't see. So you don't need the light on is the thing. That's the that's the thing, okay? But um I may not have this this Twitter chat thing on. I hope I do. I mean to. But um like I said, this is my first time doing both of these at the same time. So once I get up a little bit, I'll be able to have somebody uh help or I'll just know what the fuck I'm doing a little bit more. I'm, pr I'm sure there's some things that I can kind of there's some probably some in the settings that I just didn't do right. But um Whoever that one person is, I appreciate. I think you're awesome. You're obviously a star. You obviously have great taste and and friends and people to listen to. And I ask that you pass it on. You know, get some other people that are um, into listening to somebody ramble um, for about an hour. There's a market for it. Lots of people ramble for hours. Um, yeah. Let me turn this off. Okay, so. Last month of my life. All right. So for the last three years, I have been an employee of the Adidas company. Um, Adidas is a great company. I have no complaints about the company or the stores I worked in, mainly being the uh, the Water Tower store, Addy Tower, Addy Fam, Addy Gang. That's how we get down. Um and then, obviously, with that store having heavy ties with the OG store, so everybody over there as well, Reese, Brian, Camacho, my son, um, the big swole black dude that be in the stock room. I seen him the other day. He's real cool. Um, Barryman, Barry Good Beats. Um, the sound on this podcast is going to be terrible because I've been talking way far away from this microphone for, like, far too long. But, um, like I said, it's my first one, so suck my dick. Uh, we'll be okay. We'll get better. Um, so let's check out some things online. Oh, no, no. This is why I'm fucked up. So, right. So I've been talking. I've been working for Adidas. And um, a year and a half ago, a year and a half to two years ago, I got a promotion from um, a team lead supervisor at the Water Tower store to an assistant store manager out at the Aurora store. Now, um, the Aurora store was supposed to make a certain amount of money. They weren't making it. 
Now, did they have their issues? Definitely. They went about two years without a store manager. All this other stuff that really has nothing to do with nothing. But um, I went out there. Um, first off, if you live in the city and you go to any suburb, it's weird. Okay? You don't like them. They don't like you. You guys aren't interested in the same things. So there's always going to be a little bit of friction. Okay? I was out in Aurora, and I thought that I was trapped in the fucking early 2000s. I didn't know so many people still wore Pelly jackets. Is there anybody out there? Am, am I wrong about this? Is this an aspect of fashion that I'm just overlooking? But the Pelly coat, I haven't seen people in Pelly coats. I mean, I mean, my boy Sean SK, he had a Davucci leather. But we was in eighth grade. Like, it wasn't, I don't... I don't know. I don't remember Pelly since the Lark in the, in Evergreen Plaza. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, that is that. I, I mean, even if they were hot, I couldn't see me wearing a two times two back two two big jacket with like rhinestones and ridiculous embroidery on the back. So I, I mean, that's not my lane anyway. But I thought that that was something that went out. Like I thought that and like iceberg history both went like under together maybe i'm wrong um if you're wondering what that noise is in the background since i don't have a job right now um and i mean let's be honest i'm partaking in a little 420 but um that's my business anyway so aurora is crazy okay the associates they make a lot of money on their own just because it's an outlet so people just walk around there and you've been to an outlet store before you go in there $15 doesn't seem bad for a pair of shorts. You buy a pair of shorts, you buy whatever, you go out there once or twice a year because they have huge Memorial Day sales or maybe one of those idiots that parks out and camps out for uh, Black Friday and you leave all your turkey in the oven. Whatever, I was working at the outlet. Wasn't really happy about it, but I wanted the promotion and I wanted the bread. Funny thing about the bread is... Um, the raise I got really only covered transportation. So I was basically making the same amount of money once I got past getting out to Aurora every day on the Metro for the first three months. Um, if you don't know what the hell that's like, I was living in Humble Park. Got to make my way downtown to Union Station um, to get on a two hour train ride to Aurora to then take a pace bus. OK, which runs twice an hour during rush hour to the actual store okay so to get there by eight o'clock i had to wake up at 4 50 to be at union station by 6 50 to get out there hopefully in an hour and a half oh no, no, no earlier than that because the pace bus didn't come until 7 30 something I don't know, but I used to get to, I, do, I would have to wake up at 4.50 to get there right at 8 o'clock, okay? So the commute was shit, all right? And it cost hella money, okay? A monthly pass on the Metro is almost $300. So, but I mean, I, I guess I was riding all the way to the end of the line. That's another thing. I've never gotten off in the middle of any train, okay? Like, even when I was living on the south side and we were going, I was going to Jones, shout out to Chief, shout out to... Sabrina, shout out to everybody that got on at 95th and Western going downtown to Jones. Okay. 95th and Western is the end of the line. It's the first one. 
Now, I've never had to drive ride from 95th and Western to Howard. That would be fucking crazy. But, I mean, I was at the end of the line. So, same thing here. Basically, I was running from one end, Union Station, all the way to the end of the line in Aurora. Hour and a half, hour 45, if they did all the stops. Sometimes I got off early enough to take this express train back or whatever. Anyway, it shit sucked. I finally got a car, okay, which cost a bunch of money, too. So by the time I either was taking a train or had a car, the money that I was making extra in the promotion was only enough to pay for that. Okay. So everybody who thought that Rojo got promoted and went out to the burbs and was balling, kill yourself. It was nothing like that at all. <laughs> it was nothing like that. If anything, I actually probably went down a little bit because at least at the water tower, I had fun. There was not a lot of fun at the Aurora store. They almost seemed allergic to it. Allergic to fun. Okay. I've worked a lot of retail. I've been in retail since I was 16. I'm almost 30 now. I won't tell you how close. Almost 30. Retail is an easy fucking job. Okay. All you do is you stand at the door and you talk to people about the shit in the building. And you keep it looking good. It's the easiest thing on earth. If you can't have fun and do that. You're you should be a greeter for Walmart and you know what I'm trying to say when I say that, but I can't say that not on the first show. Okay. What if my only listener is is somebody with down syndrome? I can't be dropping the retard bomb. Okay. On my first episode, but I'm just saying, if you can't talk to people, especially in a shoe store in an athletic store, and if you can't talk to people and have fun and be cool and do your job at the same time, like you're, you're ridiculous. And that was my thing. Like, at the water tower, we had fun, okay? They could say I kicked the ball around and I was always juggling or whatever, but we made money, okay? People was looking and trying to come in and fill shifts. I can't say anything. I, I, I won't say anything about the culture or the attitude or the amount of fun they're having while doing their job there now, but I've heard things. I've heard things from some reputable sources, and I heard it right away, okay? <laughs> right away. Reese... Reese got transferred to the OG store about a month after that, maybe two months. I was out at Aurora. And anytime I talked to anybody from the Addy Tower, from Water Tower, from 532, they was like, yo, it's different now, B. It's different. And hey, I mean, look, we did we did our best. Like, we really liked that job. I really liked that job. We really had a lot of fun. But again, me and Reese was putting foots and asses too. Okay? Like, that's something Brian... I mean, a lot of people are probably sighing when I mention Brian. A lot of people don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's why I'll kind of get off the subject in the next 10 minutes. I know this is like a, a big inside joke. But, um, I mean, for all the flack Brian gets, is he an asshole? Yes. Okay? Yes. Very sarcastic. <laughs> very hard. He makes it very hard to want to come to him and ask him questions or to, to uh, in some sort of way, like, mine his knowledge. But he has knowledge like he's 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 a reputable source on a couple of different, you know, a couple of different topics. I mean, he he went to Northwestern. That's not fucking easy. Um, He's a journalism major. I'm pretty sure Um, he's a nerd about like Chicago Bulls and Chicago history and shit like that. So and fashion. And he knows all these people that run all this stuff in Chicago. If you're looking 
at the Chicago scene. He's worked with so-and-so at Leaders, and he, he used to know so-and-so at whatever, and, you know, he's trying to get in the Soho house. So he's, he's, he's someone you want to seek knowledge from, but he makes it very hard to get that knowledge. I suppose I'm like that in some ways, um, but... Once you do that, like I hate to be one of those, once you get past his rough exterior, he's such a good guy, he's such a good guy on the inside. But he's cool, you know, he's hooked me up on a couple occasions, I've hooked him up on a couple occasions, so we even. But he is, he is a little bit of an asshole, but he does, like, he's, he's a good straight man, if that makes any sense. Like, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go good cop, bad cop, if you're gonna say, okay, look, you do this part, and I'll handle you. You handle all of the paperwork and the logistics and the the political aspects of it. And I'll be the face and the personality like he is that guy. So he got me and Reese really on top of. um, On top of like keeping the store at a certain level, a certain level of discipline, because we're going to handle the fun part. But he constantly got the discipline part in. So we like for all we did as far as like having fun, we definitely got the business part of it done. Nobody ever complained about me closing. Nobody ever complained about anything that was about the job or about the work with me. This is recording sideways. I wish I could do that because I have a I have a tripod. This is me playing with my phone on Periscope. I've got it like propped up against my laptop screen. Which is working. Everybody's in. I mean, I'm sure everybody's enjoying the view. You know what I'm But um, I have a tripod, and I want to put it on the tripod, but it's not. It's not gonna flip like that. Like you'd have to flip your phone too, so it would be weird, or whatever. And now I'm in a shadow if I put it over here. So maybe I'll just have to hand. I guess I'll just have to carry. I'm using this fucking tripod. It's the first one. Okay. It's the first one. You'll be fine. I promise you'll be fine. Hold on. I'm just going to do it. Oh, shit. Go back, go back, go back. Am I still going? Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting texts right now, but I don't think I can check a text message while I'm doing this. Um... And if, look, if I'm asking ridiculous questions or if I'm making ridiculous statements, that's what the Twitter shit is for. Tweet me. That is a horrible. There we go. That's good. All right. So now that I don't have a camera in my hand, I can focus on talking right into the camera. Not that I haven't been doing that. I mean, not, not right into the camera, into the microphone. That's what I meant. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so I was working out in Aurora. And I went on vacation on a family reunion. Everybody remembers that family reunion. Awesome pictures on my Instagram. Um, Had a lot of fun with my people. Um, And when I come back, I get pulled into a meeting immediately. And I'm told that I'm getting moved to the Reebok store. Because, you know, Reebok, uh, Adidas owns Reebok. And they were doing all this restructuring in their field and they were like adding they, they were basically gonna because there was a Reebok store and an Adidas store out there instead of having a store manager in each one they were gonna have a general manager over both of them and then they were just gonna have assistant store managers in both of them so supposedly since I had more experience and since they could trust the whole store to me they gave me the Reebok store 
and kicked me out of the Adidas store. Funny thing is, I don't drive a fucking hour to work in the itty bitty Reebok store. Okay, this store is let's let's say okay, I was I was I was promoted to bring the Adidas outlet store from let's say nine million to twelve million, or not 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 that much. That would be nine to eleven. Yeah, nine to eleven. Um, the Reebok store only made two thousand two million dollars a year. I don't. You can find somebody that works in Aurora or works in Bolingbrook or some other suburb dude to come out there and drive twenty minutes, drive fifteen minutes, to do that shit. I'm not driving an hour for that. Okay, so I already came into the position with a certain amount of animosity and a certain amount of tension build up. Okay, built up. I'll admit that. That's fine. I don't mind. But I did the job. The problem was we had these bosses that didn't know what they were doing, okay? And I won't go too far into them. Uh, fucking Gustafson and fucking Jason. Jason can suck it, though. Because I heard... I came in the store the other day, and I talked to this chick that worked there. I don't want... I already saying that they know exactly who I'm talking about if they were listening. Because it wasn't a lot of people like out there that I was cordial with. Because it was just a lot of them that were just jerks. She was cool. She was a manager at another store, so she knows how management goes. Whereas everybody that already worked at that Reebok store was already used to, like, Jason and his way of doing shit. And it was really just, like, managers shouldn't work that hard. Like, he was really all about doing the work himself, and I'm all about training and getting other people to do the work so that everybody can get promoted because that's what managers do. Managers don't do the work. They teach people to do the work. So they were all mad at me because I'm trying to teach them to do the work and they're mad because I'm not doing the work. It's not my job. Okay. So anyway, um, I came out there the other day and if you, if you're around me long enough, you'll know, I don't laugh at everything. There's a lot of times I'll just say hilarious. Uh, you know, dog walks into a bar, such and such pissing glass. Hilarious. I don't have to laugh at everything. Cool motherfucker like that. Anyway, somebody in the store Jason said something to him, and then he said, the whoever she, he was talking to said hilarious. And he was like, oh, my God, don't say that. Oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. I, I got rid of that guy, so I wouldn't have to hear that. What type of hating that shit is that? I'm not mentioning it because I care. I'm mentioning it because I think it's funny that people can be affected by such little shit. Like me saying that it's just going to, like, make you want to crawl up in a fetal position and bang your head against the wall like, like your parents didn't love you or something. I don't know. But anyway, so needless to say, my time at Reebok was not um, awesome in terms of my superiors and our relationship. Um, one of them actually committed some pretty uh, racist shit towards me, which really didn't didn't go anywhere. I kind of expected them to be fired for it, but like, I mean, if you're watching on Periscope and if you can if you can visualize this in my voice, we're in the middle of a heated conversation. And he quotes me while using hip-hop fingers, like, like yo, yo, what I'm saying. And anybody that knows me knows I don't even fucking talk like that, okay? <laughs> like, I, I don't use the yo-yo hands, and I scoff and feel the way about motherfuckers that do. So to hear him, to see him do that, like, I was like, yo, this meeting's over. I'm done talking to you. I called HR right away. They did a lot of singing and dancing, but they never really, like, he didn't get fired. That's what I wanted. I wanted him to get fired, or I wanted him to have to, like, 
seriously apologized to me. Even when he apologized, he was on some, if you felt some kind of way about it. And I'm like, you damn well know I felt some kind of way about it because you did something for me to feel a way about. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. So, at the end of this, I'm going to listen back and see how many times I say, you know what I'm saying. You know, that's some shit white people always bring up about uh, the black vernacular. How many times you going to say, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. But white people say shit like that, too. Like, white people have similar fillers for conversation. I can't think of any right now, but they're there. <laughs> like, like is one. Um, I'll have some, I'll have some guests on of the Caucasian persuasion. Not cause, well, cause I ha- I'm going to have friends on or like people that I know. Um, and I know some white people, uh, <laughs> so there'll be white people all you ever me to talk to. Um, but there'll be black people on here too. How did I get to that? I was still telling y'all about the job anyway. So, um, so Reebok switched that shit and then, uh, Adidas. So, okay. So I'm working at Reebok, hating my fucking life. Right. Um, but I'm still doing the job. I'm making the mess of it. You know, I start driving out there. I start listening to podcasts. That's when I got on podcasts. Um, when I was like listening, when I was driving the hour, sometimes hour and a half out to Aurora, um, and driving home and working in an office, making schedules and that type of stuff. That's when I learned or learned of podcasts and I listened to the Rogan podcast. I listened to the Beige Phillips show podcast. I listened to, uh, WTF podcast. I listened to Bill Burr's podcast, which I guess is what gives me the confidence to think I can just talk to myself for a fucking hour. Um, uh, yeah. So I listen to all of those, uh, Ari Shafir's, uh, no, 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 Joey Diaz, Church of What's Happening Now. I also fuck with Joey Diaz on the Periscope thing too. If you on Periscope, check out Joey Coco Diaz. He does the morning joint and he does some other stuff too. I don't really want to plug anybody cause I'd, I'd like to have some friends that do podcasts so I can like plug theirs. So if there's anybody that's listening to this in the, in the podcasting community, that want to like uh, collaborate or um, if you got some feedback for me or whatever, be careful. I mean, a lot of my reviews at work say I'm not good at taking feedback. I think I'm okay with taking feedback as long as it's like um, founded. You got some like good intel. Don't come to me with no unsolid intel. This information, right? Right. So um, so yeah, so uh. Reebok did that and then they come to me saying or my boss Jason the dickhead I don't I'm sorry he comes to me I'm gonna keep talking shit about him and I'm gonna apologize every time every time I say something about him I'm I'm sorry I didn't didn't mean that I didn't mean that I didn't mean that Jason Jason's my friend he's not an asshole he's not a piece of shit I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry his pants aren't too tight I'm sorry whoa I'm sorry listen I'm just saying, there's certain attributes of grown men that, like, like there's certain attributes of fandom that go too far, okay? Like, okay, I'm in the MMA, right? You'll never catch me in anything that says tap out or affliction. You'll never see, because real people that are in the MMA don't wear that shit, okay? They don't, they don't buy those tap out t-shirts at Walmart while they're buying their fruits and vegetables and Debbie cakes. Okay. They don't do it. 
So I'm not going to, I don't wear a tap out. I don't wear affliction. I don't wear any of that weird MMA off brand, like fanboy shit. If you do, that's fine, but you're going to be judged. Okay. And, and let's get past that too. Okay. Everybody judges everybody. It's just what we do It's how you make assumptions. Okay. All these words are like synonyms for each other. So you kind of have to understand them to a certain point. Okay. Judging unfortunately is kind of a synonym of profiling and profiling and, and judging are in, I mean, this isn't a word, but these are synonyms of first impressions. Like your first impression of someone is a judgment. Your, your first impression of someone is a profile. So he has the profile of a dickhead. <laughs> that made me laugh but anyway so um adidas decides that the, adidas decides that they're gonna separate the companies again which means in my mind it means that i should just be like you should just reverse everything so bring jason's whack ass i'm sorry i mean kind of whack ass i'm sorry bring him back to reebok send me back to adidas and call everything fair and square. And you don't have to call me tomorrow. And, you know, we both nutted and we both got what we wanted and we went back to our corners and everything's fine. But no, that's not what happened. Okay. They were unhappy with Jason's performance at the fucking Adidas store and they sent his ass back to Reebok and cut their losses. But they couldn't bring me back to Adidas for some reason. Am I a little hot about it? Yeah. Is it kind of a blessing in disguise? Yeah, because it wasn't like I was necessarily happy in that situation and not much changed. And, you know, I would probably end up just biting bitches heads off because that's how they come at you. Like, that's what they want you to do. They want you to respond aggressively towards them in a work situation. And I don't mean bite their head off, like curse them out. I mean, I've only cursed at one girl in a in a argument at work. And it wasn't because I was like, that heated it's because i knew she could take it and that's because i that's just how i talk you know what i'm saying there's another you know what i'm saying if you if you're not a fan of cursing or profanity don't listen to this podcast because i curse a lot i was raised on good cursing that's i don't think it's frivolous cursing like if there was a cursing olympics i think without any training i'm coming in bronze like send me i'm not doing no regionals because i'm killing them fuckers send me straight to the big show and i'm bringing out bronze with no training Okay, so if you let me get in a circle with some real curses, it's coming out fucking crazy. And I'm actually I actually have a problem with it because like I, I would like some of my family and like my mom, my mom wouldn't mind. My mom would be on the podcast at some point, too. But um, I'd like them to listen to it. And, you know, they're a little bit more my, my, my family down. Most of my family outside of my media family is in, is in Memphis. And it's like this little part of Memphis where like they all kind of like they kind of own it. In a way, like it's one of the few places where like I feel comfortable. Like if I get arrested, I can like use my name, not my name, because nobody gives a fuck about a Lathan down there. But like if I say like um, Clark, I mentioned Clark down there and like not two times, I'll get like extra gravy on my rice or something <laughs> or no. But they know it like everybody knows my family down there. So um, but they're like really kind of. I don't know if they would take too heavily of me just cursing a whole bunch on here. Um, so even even when I do that, I still like pull the punches a little bit. Like I feel it. Like some shit is just gonna shit is just gonna slip out. Shit hell. Like all those like TV curse words. Um, I feel bad kind of dropping an f bomb and 
saying bitch, although I like saying bitch. I, I, I mean, don't take offense to that, ladies. I mean, I love ladies. I love saying bitch, too. I don't think all y'all are bitches. Some of y'all, a lot more of y'all are bitches than you're um, aware of. And I wish there was some kind of um, bitch detector that you could just... If you've never if you've never used a metal detector, you don't know what what I'm doing right now. But it's kind. Of, that's when you hit a bitch. Like when you get a bitch is when it get. That's a bitch. That's when the line goes all the way to the red. Um, my computer is about to die. Hold on a second. Let me put the charger in. Boop, 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 boop. <clears throat> Right. Okay. So, um, so they switched all the stuff back and they brought Jason back to the Reebok store, Jason, which was terrible, terrible because Jason doesn't get, again, that managers aren't supposed to run around and do everything. So he gets in there. Well, horrible for a couple of reasons. Number one, he gets in there, he runs around, does all the work and everybody's used to that. So it's just more of them looking at me like I'm lazy and I don't do anything. But in fact is, I'm delegating, I'm training, I'm putting other people in positions to be successful. If you don't think my system works, look at the water tower. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm, I, I can't take uh, responsibility for a lot of people, but there are some people that I don't have to name drop, I don't have to mention them, I don't have to go out of my way to seek any kind of uh, applause from them or anything. But when good things happen to them professionally, they get back to me about it and they reference me about it. They say, hey, Rojo, this just happened. Thanks, bro. Okay, you you made me think I could do that. Blah, blah, blah. You can look that up, yo. You can Google that. Okay, that's not something that I go searching for. And I've I've gotten people promoted. I put people in position to do better in what they want to do. And that's not what this that's not what Jason does. Okay. He does the work. And as long as you say yes to him and as long as you go with his program, then he'll then he'll speak highly of you. But otherwise he just trashes you. And he does he uses these little bitch ass tactics. It's really it's 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 whatever whatever. Anyway, so <clears throat> Jason comes back to the store, and when Jason comes back to the store, I know we can't exist long. So that's when I started planning my exit strategy. Started filling applications, kinda, because um, I don't want a normal job, okay? I don't want, I, I think that my, I think that I was being wasted there, especially, I think I was being wasted at the outlets, period, but I also think, I, I don't want to say I'm being wasted in a retail capacity, because I definitely think that I utilize more of my skills, in a retail space as far as training and teaching and blah, 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 blah. But, um, there was other stuff I want to do. So there was a part of me that was just wondering how much my severance package was going to be and how long, seeing how long I could live off that and kind of seeing what this unemployment life was being about going into the summer. Look, we've all heard of people abusing government funds. Okay, and I'm not saying I want to be abusing government funds, but there's definitely a little bit that 
I could lay back on and chill. I mean, that's what unemployment is for to a certain extent. You work so that when you lose your job, there is some kind of stability or there's some kind of something there for you to find something else in the interim of you finding something else. <clears throat> now, there's a lot of people that get uh, that lose their job and get unemployment and use that time to find another job um, like what they were doing. I'm using this time to find another job doing something else. Um, and I'm kind of just doing stuff that I didn't have time to do. You know, you're getting money. Um, I don't have a lot of expenses. I ain't got no kids. Um, knock on, knock on something, but, um, but I ain't got no kids. So I, I don't have to pay. I don't have that much of a rush to get back to this money or get back to a job where I'm making a certain amount of money. So what I want to do is I want to do the podcast. I want to do the Periscope and I want to do some other things creatively, some more music and try to see how that goes. Um, I got a lot of friends that I think would be funny, and I got a lot of people that around me that I think I could kind of bring together, and um, all of us could kind of not have these conventional jobs. That's the new shit, okay? The new shit is is not is working and not working. You're doing something that you like to fucking do, something that you're really into, so that you don't have to dread when your fucking alarm clock goes off. I used to hate that. That is the worst part of waking up. They say the best part of waking up is folders in your cup. The worst part of waking up is seeing that alarm. Like that, we all do something. Like some of us hit the alarm and it's like those like series of like deep breaths that in some way is like revving us up to get out of the bed. You know, you put your fucking face in the pillow and it's just like, oh. Gotta do this shit again. That's me. Like, I'm like a deep breath guy. Like, uh, let's, uh, let's do it. Get, get, get up. That's me when I wake up every morning. Especially when I was going, working out there at fucking Aurora and taking that train. I tell you, I've never slept through the night more than then. But I think it's because I wouldn't get home until 7, 30, 8 o'clock. You got to go to bed as soon as possible because you got to wake up at 4.50. So in actuality, I, I wasn't going to bed at 9 or 10 o'clock. I was going to bed more at like 11, 11.30 because that's how I am when I get home. I want to watch a movie. I want to eat some food. I want to chill and decompress. And by the time I'm actually tired, I'm like falling asleep at midnight. And you know that bullshit where your, your alarm goes off at 4.50 and you wake up at 4.45 and you actually think, okay, I got, I got. I got four more minutes. I got I got four more minutes. Let me hold. I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way back to sleep, and not be pissed when I wake up in four minutes. And that is one of the biggest lies human tells themselves. <laughs> that is one of the biggest lies humans tell themselves that I'm going to go back to sleep for this five minutes and it's going to be rewarding. It's not. It almost negates all the sleep you got. You're almost better just waking up then and getting the fuck up and just getting going. Do we ever do that? No. But you'd almost be better off and you always regret it. You should probably just get up and go. Go. Get up and go. So. Um, I got let go. <clears throat> Technically not fired. I got uh my 
position was discontinued. <clears throat> so, uh, mind you, my boss doesn't tell me, okay, that bitch. I, I would call him a bitch nigga, but he's Puerto Rican. I think he's like Puerto Rican and black and takes offense to like black, like being associated as a black person or as a Latino person. He, uh, ugh. I don't want to go too far into this nigga because I mean, I don't want to have to see him and like put him to sleep. Okay. Cause he has kids. He has a family. I don't, I have nothing to lose. Okay. I have no time on my hands. I mean, I wouldn't want to like hurt anybody, but if there was a list of people I would like to inflict a little pain on, you know what I'm saying? Break a little finger, you know? Put him to sleep, have him have him have, have him have a, a fucking splitting headache for a couple hours. He can ha- he can handle it. He can handle it. Please, I would give that to him. I would <laughs> I would wish that on my enemy. <laughs> There's certain I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I would wish that on him. I'd wish you know a, a broken bone, you know, a little rehab, something like that. So um so yeah so what am I doing uh, now that I don't have a job? Uh, okay, let's so let's talk about the hilarity of that. So I lose my job. And I fill out, figure out my um, unemployment money and shit. I get that chilling. Then I'm walking into my apartment, and uh, my landlord is walking out. Hey, Jared, can I can I talk to you real quick? Mind you, I think my landlord does coke. I think he's a cokehead. I won't say his name, but I think he's a cokehead. So he's always like, uh, yeah. Um, hey, Jared. So. Uh, this is what he said. If you can't hear me, I'll bring I'll bring in uh, the Periscope a little closer. Hey, uh, hey, Jared. So I'm, uh, uh, yeah. So my brother is uh, moving up here. He's moving up here from uh, wherever the fuck he's moving from, and um, he's gonna need this place to live. So we are actually gonna move into your apartment. Yes. So yeah, we're actually gonna move into your apartment. Um, we're only doing month to month, so I only have to give you two months in advance. But if you're here past June first, I'll be the roommate. Now, I can't explain all of that in his weird, in my like weird coke, uh, weird landlord coke voice. But what he's basically saying is, since me and him have a month to month contract, as far as me paying rent, I didn't, I didn't sign a lease or anything. Let me fix this periscope shit so I can get the, get the fucking, uh, get the shadows and shit. Um, basically, since we don't have a month to month thing, uh, since we don't have a lease. I'm only paying month to month. He only has to give me two months in advance to move out. But he's not really giving me two months. He's giving me one month before he is my landlord. And I don't want to live with him. Who wants to live with their landlord? Nobody. I didn't want to live with the guy I was living with. I found this nigga on Craigslist because I broke up with my girlfriend. I needed a place to live. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's how I found this guy. This fucking... I don't want to talk too bad about him either, but he was terrible to live with, okay? Not the cleanest guy on earth, all right? I'm just not clean as in terms of, like, washing his body. I guess he washed his body fair enough, whatever, to not ever have a bitch over in the two years, a year and a half, in the year, year and some change that I lived there, to never have a bitch over. Okay, any bitch, not even, even get, even like swing and miss, like bring somebody back and then she leave at midnight and you not crush. That's fine. At least I know you out actively swinging, not swinging, like having sex with other people. I mean, swinging, like swinging at the ball as in a metaphor for baseball and having sex, which we're all comfortable with because we talk about bases and I explain too much of that. But anyway, that was how I meant swinging. 
Never have a bitch over. I don't even really remember a time that he spent the night out unless he spent the night out on nights when I spent the night out. Long hair, cutting your beard in the sink and leaving the hair in the fucking sink, brushing your teeth, and like, you know how you brush your teeth and you spit in the sink and it don't go straight down the hole, it like drip down the thing. Leaving the streak. You wash the streak out. And then we had one of those like stainless steel... Uh, basins like stainless steel sink in the bathroom so you see that shit you see it it was disgusting that and hair with a big glob of toothpaste in the sink when you wake up at 450 to go to your bullshit job making ramen noodles okay so we've all made ramen noodles okay so you start at the counter at the cabinet you pull the ramen noodles out of the cabinet you open the packet, leave the packet on the counter, put the noodles in the thing. Once the noodles get bubbly and they get hot or whatever, you, whatever you do it, you get your little sauce packet. You got to hit your sauce packet, right? That's what you do with your sauce packet. You got to get it all in the bottom. Rip it with your teeth. Put the sauce packet in there. Leave the sauce packet on the oven and both pieces. Even though everybody that's been trained that eat M&M's or eat Reese's Pieces, you know, you can rip the corner without ripping it off. Rip the corner without ripping it off, okay? You got one piece of trash if you just rip the corner. You rip it off, you got two pieces of trash. This nigga take his salt packet, flip it out, rip it, two pieces of trash, leave both pieces of trash on the oven. Like it's, like it's just Tuesday. What the fuck is that about? And then it's not even like, okay, so you do that. You leave it there. You leave, you come back, you store your noodles, you put them in your bowl. You put your, you, hopefully you put your fucking pot in the sink. This nigga don't. He don't put his pot in the sink. He living on there. Even if you do that, you take your noodles back, you go, you sit on the couch, you eat your noodles. If you're, if you're a nigga, you eat them with your flaming highs. You're a real nigga. Everybody gets offended with the term real nigga. Kill yourself. If you're a real nigga, you eat it with some uh, flaming hots. Even when you're done there, you can go back in there and clean that shit up when you put your bowl back in the sink, right? That's I mean, if I was on some lazy high, like just got off work shit, like I could see myself possibly doing that. I still wouldn't leave a fucking... Um, breadcrumb trail of me making my ramen noodles. Oh, I see he opened the packet on the counter and he opened this over here on the table. Then he got a little crummage on the floor in between the table and the oven. And then he finally culminated with the making on the oven. I would never do that. But even if I wasn't going to clean up as soon as I get done cooking, at some point I'm going to walk back into that kitchen and cook. Ladies and gentlemen, I counted, okay? Multiple days of a ramen noodle packet and the flavor packet, two pieces of trash on the oven and on the counter. I counted multiple days. It was ridiculous. This is what I was living with. And I had very high suspicions that my room, that my landlord would be worse. And besides that, who wants to live with a landlord? So he really gave me 20 days because he didn't tell me in the first week he told me like he didn't tell me the first day of may march april may 
June. Yeah, he didn't tell me the first day of May. He told me like it wasn't the second week, but it was like the first some something in the first week. So it was like twenty something days. Okay. So I lost my job and my apartment in the span of two and a half weeks, roughly. Three weeks. Let's say three weeks, just because I want to seem like I was further back when I hit the shot. So, um, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? So I'm like, I'm like compiling in my mind what uh you know, what bases I have in the contiguous forty-eight states, right? So I got a little base I can set up in New York, right? I got good friends in New York. I was kind of beefing with one of them, but it was some silly shit, so we good now. But I, so I got a home base in New York that I can kind of work with. I got a couple friends in New York that I can kind of, you know, um, they're they're starving artists in their own rights, so they understand. And and I feel like they they see it a little bit in me. Like I don't want to say I have fans. I, I don't I don't want to say have fans because I think fans are reluctant to the term fan. I think as soon as you like identify as soon as you as the artist or the person, the subject identify other people as fans of yours, they stop wanting to be fans. And I hope that's not what I'm doing in this. I'm, 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 I don't think I have fans. I think I have supporters or at the least people that check check for me. Like, what's this nigga Jared doing? This nigga was funny in high school Or this nigga I remember he was in that play in high school What this nigga Jared doing Or you know I remember this nigga Jared Was in that band Hustle Sneakers Let's see what Jared doing Or I got a lot of white friends So hey I mean What's up with, what's up with Rojo White people love the nickname Rojo What's up with Rojo What's he, what's he been up to And that's I don't, That's a That's a uh, <laughs> That's a kind of uh, A hack impersonation But I mean I could do Casey Jared What's up How's it going Casey's my dude. <laughs> Casey's one of the dudes that was in Hustle Sneakers. That's so okay. So I got a base. That's he's part of my base in uh, Kenosha, not Kenosha, wherever he lives. He lives. I always identify these people as like Zion people, Zion, uh, Zion, Illinois, because that's where I met Phil and Jason. Uh, Jason doesn't really talk to me anymore. I don't really know why, but whatever. That's where I met. I met Phil and Jason at UIC in college, and they're from Zion. And from them, I've met all these other people that I subsequently hung out with more in some situations. Um, and I just associate all of them with uh, with Zion. But I think they live in like Waukegan and like other surrounding areas. So like Casey is part of my base there, and there's a studio there. We make music there, whatever. Um. I'm based in New York. Uh, my nigga E, I don't know why I did that. He's dead, and he's not my mom like Steph Curry. But shout out to E. <laughs> e is in Austin, so I know I can fuck with that nigga a little bit because you know he lived with. I mean, I I can fuck with E because uh, that's my nigga number one, okay, and number two because he slept on. He's he's crashed with me, and I've crashed with him. That's actually how we met. Um, I'll get into that story later, probably when he's here, um, or not here, but like on a show. Um, and my people in Memphis, I, I know I can go down there and stay with somebody. Um, probably might still do some of this stuff. Um, but I didn't have a home, uh, which is important to me because there are certain aspects of loneliness that I enjoy. Um, 
And like, I don't think lone, I don't, loneliness is, uh, there are certain aspects of being alone that I enjoy. Loneliness is kind of like alone's uh, uh, ugly half. Like, just like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde being alone and then being lonely. They're really close to each other. Um, I would almost say I don't have a problem necessarily sometimes feeling lonely. I don't like to feel lonely. I like to be alone sometimes, um, which is why I, I, th- I think a lot of men do. That's that whole like, um, bitch, I want you in the house, but I don't want you in the room with me. <laughs> I just want you in the house <laughs> so I know where you are because I, I don't want to be alone. I, I don't want to be lonely, but I want to be alone. So there, I, I, I need a place where I can be alone. Um, there are choices, none of them really positive or none of them really good. Um, like, of course you can, you know, crash at lady friends houses or whatever. That always gets weird at some point, especially for me or especially for any man that doesn't like actively freeload on bitches or like, um, I I don't know. There are certain guys that can, I I don't know. I think even those guys don't like it. And that's why a lot of times it like, it, um, it manifests itself in like abuse or like beating on the woman or telling her she ain't shit, even though she's paying all the bills and you really just watching Maury and shit. Like, I don't think any man likes that position. It, I think every man feels uncomfortable with it in some way because you can say what you want about gender roles. They're positive in some ways. As long as everybody's good, they're good. Like as long as the man, no, no one, no one brings up gender roles to a man who is taking care of his kids and working and being good to his bitch. Right. Gender roles only come up mainly when men complain about women doing shit or, or not doing shit. Right. That's that's how they always swing that one around. That's when gender roles come up. Gender roles come up when women are mad about men wanting them to do something. Gender roles never come up with men. Why aren't you doing this? Or why do men have to do this? Why do why do men have to feel? Why do men feel like they have to open the door? Why do I have to pay for dinner when we go out on a date and you don't have to give me any pussy? Like that's when gender roles come up. Why do you have to expect me to be? Why do you have to expect me to to give you some pussy and suck your dick? Why do you expect me to pay for whatever you want on this menu? Exactly, exactly. And then you get mad when a nigga when a, a nigga's middle name is Dutch, and you like you want Splitsville. Like oh, so you got you had the. You had the crusted tilapia and the two sides, and I had the stuffed barbecue lobster, right? They get mad about that. You're not a real man. But you're not a real woman if after I uphold my side of the gender role or my side of the deal or whatever, you're totally unresponsive to any kind of physical retribution, which is what we're looking for. Physical retribution, I'm sure, is a term somebody's gonna have a problem with, but whatever, kill yourself. Um, what was I talking about? Right, I didn't have a place to live, so um, they say I'm homeless, 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 homeless. No, um, so I was like, damn. So I, I can try to do that, and then the 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 absolute. Don't want to do it. The absolute, absolute worst. The last, 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 last leg. 
was that I could possibly sleep on the couch at my mom's house, at my parents' house. Not what I want to do. They don't want to let me do it. They would, but they don't want to let me do it. And when I say they, I mean the regime, which is uh, Bradley and my mom. That's the regime. (laughs) And they're not going to like this, but that's the regime. When I asked my mom about it, I asked my mom uh, if I could hold some shoes over there. I wanted to hold my shoes and my clothes there, and I would put everything else in storage. I could handle that. Hold on a second. Let me go make sure my car not getting towed. Hold on. All right, I'm good. Um, my car isn't illegal; isn't illegally parked or anything. It's just, um, oh shit. So <laughs> I'll say it's like, so um, didn't want to do this. So I asked my mom if I could put my clothes and my shoes at her house because working for Adidas, you accumulate a certain amount of shoes. It's just what happens. Okay, shout out to my man Matt Henderson. One night we try and make budget. We missing budget by like sixty bucks, Matt. You buy a pair of shoes, I'll buy a pair of shoes. We'll make budget. And you got to do those kind of things, okay? So you end up accumulating a fair amount of stuff. And they're not all here, but I mean, I got some sneakers. I mean, what do you want me to do? Am I ashamed to it to a certain extent? Only when I think of it in terms in like old school terms and like like my mom saw that and she was like appalled because she's thinking like you know she she's not old she's older than me obviously but she's not old i can't call her old but um i mean i guess she's from the the era where niggas had like two pairs of shoes <laughs> like they had like the dress shoes for church and the dress shoes that they wore <laughs> the rest of the week because that's all niggas wore was dress shoes unless they was an athlete of some sort and then what was uh, what did you play basketball like Chuck Taylors? Chuck Taylors was like the only basketball shoe until what like nineteen. When did niggas start wearing the the superstar or the, the pro model like the seventies? I don't know. Up until then, they was just playing in different dress shoes. Okay, so so for for me to have for me to have roughly fifty pairs of shoes in boxes. Okay. That's not a lot. I I know. I know as far as a collector and a sneaker a sneaker head um 50 pairs of shoes isn't a lot. I know, I mean I know Terrell got more than 50 shoes. I know Reese got more than 50 pairs of shoes. Brian I know has more than 50 pairs of shoes. Camacho is coming up on more than 50 pairs of shoes. I know Mikey, I know a lot of people and these are none of them are like uh, Reese and Brian Brian definitely Reese probably not so Reese more so is like me Like he just He been working for Adidas for Five six years You just accumulate shoes They come out You get a discount on them It's just like Fuck it I'm a boom boom Even if you buy a pair of shoes Every paycheck You're still gonna accumulate A certain pair I mean you you get paid Every two weeks 52 Um 26 
my math is horrible. We'll talk about that at some point too. But um, it's twenty six pairs of shoes a year you buying. After two years, you got fifty pairs of shoes. That's that's right there. Fifty pairs of shoes. So I have fifty pairs of shoes in boxes. I have a lot of shoes outside of boxes. Shout out to the ten sale. Um, but to her, that's unheard of. Who needs fifty pairs? And then here's here's the kicker of sneakers. Sports shoes. Who needs fifty pairs of those? So I, I hear it to a certain extent. I mean, I got a lot of Tims too that I keep in the box to keep them crispy. But um, so I understand it to a certain extent. But like, if you're gonna let me use the space, let me use the space. Okay, I don't need you talking shit while I'm moving the stuff in. So I took half of my shoes over there. I packed up my trunk, took some over. Um, I'm taking them in. She's talking shit. Um, my sister's kind of got an attitude, but that's that's Bradley. I'm hearing this thing now about resting bitch face. My sister has it. What's wrong, Bradley? Nothing. What's wrong, Bradley? Nothing. If you if you're on Periscope, you see my face right now. But resting bitch face, I guess, is the term for it. Um, but um, so yeah, so I take I take half of them in. I come home, I'm packing up some more stuff in the car, and then I get a text from my aunt, TT is what I call her, it's my sister, it's my mom's sister, my, my mom's younger sister, she's the oldest. Um, I get a text from TT that says, LaShawn says call her, and LaShawn is my older cousin, TT's daughter. Um, I call LaShawn, LaShawn says you heard, she heard I was putting my stuff in storage, I was like, yeah. She was like, well, you can store some stuff in my second bedroom. I'm like, fuck. Why? Because she tells me this right after I signed the contract and put a first load of shit into a storage space. Did I spend a lot on a storage space? Not really. It's 40 bucks for a little five by five space down on Cermak. I advise you go and holler at him or whatever. Um, really good deals. They also do like uh, artist work lofts in there. Um, I didn't check out the price, but it's a cool little spot. Um, like right outside of downtown, easily accessible. Good shit. Um, but anyway, um, so I'm like, shit. Cool. Where do you live? She lives in another fucking suburb. I hate the suburbs, yo. I can't do it. Suburbs are not my thing. She lives in Lansing. Which is literally a spit away from Indiana, which not too hot on either. I mean, Indiana, what is Indiana giving us? Cheap gas, cheap cigarettes. I mean, there's something else about Indiana that I kind of, we won't get into that right now. We won't get into that. I can't think about that. I'm too on track. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so now I'm out here in Lansing. Uh, 178th and something And I don't like it uh, Pros Pros of living in Lansing uh, I have a home Because I still feel the need To occasionally spend the night In the city Just in case I need to like Go to sleep. I'm out there late and I'm drunk Or Whatever I don't feel like driving 30 minutes back here um uh, are these still pros 
am I talking about? Pros of living in Lansing. Um, I'm close to the chief, which is one of my few friends that's still in Chicago. Everybody else is kind of spread out. Um, chief and my goddaughter. You just see how fast my head turns? I think it was some of my periphery. I don't think anybody's in here. Hold on, let me check. I get kind of paranoid. It's the weed. Hold on. time are we in? How much have I done? Alright, so that's the seconds. I need to look at how to change that. Where's my phone? Oh, that's my phone. Fuck. I can't do any math on my phone because it's periscoping right now. So, I don't know. I'm just going to do a little bit more. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see what time it is now and then I'll just do like another 30 minutes. It's 1.15 now. So I'm going to do another, I'm going to get off of here at 145. 145, I'll conclude this podcast. So, um, yeah, pros, I mean, I've been out here, uh, there's a Walmart right across the street, which I've been in like four or five times. I haven't seen any like cute girls out here. It's kind of fucking depressing. Like, like right there, I said cute girls. I wanted to say bad bitches. I haven't seen any bad bitches out here. I haven't seen any bitches at all, honestly. I haven't I haven't done a double take. I haven't done a positive double take since I've been out here. I've done a lot of what the what the fuck? I've done that a couple times in Walmart. Walmart is living up <laughs> to all the like you see all these uh pictures on the internet of like Walmart and um shit you see in Walmart. But I've been in there. I've been I haven't really gone to Walmart a lot. And uh, I've been out there three times this week. And I see some crazy shit. But no bad bitches. No, like, attractive women at all. Like I said, I haven't done a positive double take since I've been out here. And it's really disheartening. Um, not even, like, white chicks. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not the kind of black guy I wants to, um, fuck with one of these like Maury white chicks like if I was to date a white chick I haven't dated a white chick Sarah doesn't count if I was to date a white chick I don't want I want to be able to like take her around like black women and have them say well I mean you know I mean I mean what are you gonna do I mean she's I mean she cool I guess that's what I want if I want I don't want no uh look at this fat white bitch cause that's what a lot of, that's what a lot of black men end up coming home with and it's just like why nigga you can get a fat black woman, and I'm sure there are more positive attributes. I mean, I don't think there are a lot of positive attributes to dating an overweight woman. I'm sure there's some chubby chaser that would put me in my fucking place. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think a black woman would be better. I don't know. But, again, I'm not like a white woman kind of sewer. I know I, I hear a white woman come up off that loot a lot easier. <laughs> That's just what I've heard. I'm sorry. I, I just heard. I heard white women is like the first Kickstarter. <laughs> like they like the first. 
I heard Big White when it was like the first GoFundMe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I've never had one. I need one. I put that money to use. I'd be in double with my double by now. I'd be in double with my double. But, um, yeah. So, cons. There's lots of cons. All I'm talking about is the fucking cons. There's not an export uh, within 10 miles of here. Both of the exports that are within 10 miles of here are export expresses, which are those itty bitty pieces of shit that don't even give you towels. Look at me sounding all pretentious, but they don't even give you towels and they expect you to get an impactful workout. How can I get an impactful workout when I have nothing to wipe away my sweat, sir? I can't wipe away my sweat. I can't grip. I wonder if you could get a lawsuit like that. Like, if you could be like, I was in the gym, and I didn't have a towel, so I was wiping off my hand. I was wiping off the sweat with my hands, right? And that was what was fucking me up when I was holding the weights, and I slipped, the weight slipped out of my hand, and I crushed um, my two toes. I guess it'd be like the ring toe. The ring toe is the one next to the pinky, so I crushed my ring toe and my middle toe. And I'm suing export for millions of dollars because I was a professional toe model. I wonder if that's like a feasible uh, lawsuit because they don't have towels. And if they had, if you had a towel, you'd be able to wipe off your hands and you wouldn't have dropped the fucking weight on your ring toe, which is your money toe because you're a, you're a toe model and they want to see the ring toe because that's the one that has the highest liability to be fucked up. You've seen feet. The ring toe uh, The ring toe or the pinky toe or the big toe um, There's always a thought that that pinky toe could have like a big corn on it Ew, yuck um, I guess this is <laughs> This has become the foot fetish <laughs> The foot fetish minute <laughs> I don't think I have I don't think I have a foot fetish I, I definitely think I have a thing I can, I, can, I can cop to having a foot thing I don't think I have a foot fetish I don't like Smell shoes or like Want to like Want a girl like jerk me off with her feet I've thought about it But that's only because I'm I'm always pushing the envelope I'm always thinking about the next thing I'm an innovator That's why I'm thinking about that I'm an innovator I'm not into it But um, <laughs> I don't know um, But I do like I, I, I like a nice set of pretty toes You know there are times they've accidentally found themselves in my mouth, but that's only if they're into it. And if uh, they pass the smell test, if they don't pass the smell test, I don't want them above my nipples. So, uh, yeah. Um, how did I get to that? Not having a foot thing. Oh, the the ring. Right, right. <laughs> I remember now. The ring toe. At the gym So yeah They're both uh, Export expresses Which suck And They take like Forever to get to Like is For it to be 10 miles away It takes like 27 minutes Maybe I need to Start going in Like the middle of the night Especially since I'm not doing shit During the day It's not like I'm busy In the middle of the night In the middle of the night I was walking in my sleep through the jungles. I don't know the I don't know all the words to that song, but that song came to mind, and I haven't been doing this long enough to know if I could have put in a clip of the song. Even if I could have put in a clip of the song, I didn't prepare it, so I didn't have a clip of the song. So I guess I had to sing a little piece of it for you. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, 
uh, the pros, the cons. This export shit sucks. There's no good food after midnight, like takeout shit. Um, there's no Whole Foods. I could probably Google the Whole Foods, but I don't know. Maybe I just sound pretentious talking about the suburbs, but I'm, I'm not a fan. <clears throat> I like the city. There's nowhere that I can like walk to. There's nowhere I can walk to, period. Like Even when I say this Walmart is across the street, it's not like across the street. It's not like I look out my door and I see it. It's across the street as in like it's across the main the main road that I have to drive to five minutes. I have to drive five minutes to. That's it being across the street. That that it means once I get out of this residential area and into civilization, there's a Walmart right at civilization and a gas station. But not one of those good, you know, quote unquote those good um Indiana gas stations. I'm not getting fucking but gas gas just went up i didn't even notice it either i didn't notice it because i'm not driving out to aurora anymore if i was driving out to aurora i noticed when gas went up two cent like god damn it went up it was just 296 yesterday but now that i'm not driving out there and i'm not like filling up my tank all the time i uh i notice i don't notice it as much but gas jumped Gas had been like right around like like I was saying like two ninety eight or something and then it just went up to it's like almost four dollars now. It's definitely in like the mid threes. Sucks. Sucks dick. But I guess it always goes up in the summertime, right? So I gotta find that. But again, there I haven't seen I haven't seen any women out here at all, which sucks. Um but I mean I'm doing this. So I brought all of my I, my room right now. If you can see it, is terrible. So I haven't been here long. You can see it on Periscope because uh, I'm showing you. Um, that is some clothes. Those are some clothes. And in the closet are more clothes and shoes. And over here in the corner is my uh, cover because I'm sleeping on the floor right now, which I don't mind. Sleeping on the floor is cool for my back right now. Um, but I don't know how long I'm going to, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to like buy a, a real bed out here. I don't plan on being here that long. Um, but I could be wrong. I could be, I could be doing this in October and have like a bed and a Jimi Hendrix poster and a fucking glow in the dark, uh, a glow in the dark, one of those glow in the dark velvet paintings on the wall. Um, but I don't, I hope not. And then I've got my little setup over here because I'm probably going to make some beats and do the podcast thing. And um, first week in July, or second week, first or second week in July, I plan on meeting up with Mr. William James, Digital Claps. Um, and we are going to, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to take the podcast on the road. And we're going to meet in Seattle. Seattle, Washington, and we're going to drive down, going to drive down through um, Seattle, Portland, Cali, maybe go over to Vegas, just talked to Chief yesterday, Chief is talking about meeting us in Vegas, talk to E, E might be trying to meet us in Vegas, if E meets us in Vegas, then I'm probably going to fly back to Austin with the nigga E. Kick it in Austin for a bit, bit, um, and then head back to the city because I got to be back in the city the first week in August. Um, 
and see what what shakes. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the plan right now. How much time do I have left? I said I was gonna do another thirty minutes. I said one forty five, right? It was one fifteen. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, do that. And um, me and Will in the car will be funny. Uh, me and E will be hilarious, of course. Um, me and Will, Will will probably be a lot more like serious and political. Will is a uh, whew. his fucking um, his Facebook repos, replies and and post. Like, oof, he's my nigga, but like, I hate reading all of it because it's so much. Like, he has to. I, I mean, I'm sure there's some 14 year old girl who, or at this point, I mean, you always think of like emotional teenagers being girls. There are a lot of emotional boys and teenage, uh, teenage boys, and especially now, not even like gay guy, like young gays, like, you know, trying to figure shit out, but like, just emotional like soon to be social justice warriors like just don't know that because you okay so like when you're growing up you gotta figure out like how to get chicks right and like unless you're just an unabashed asshole which is hard to be early in life because you're still searching for some remnants of acceptance from people around you you at some point come to that well if you can't beat them join them but that is never the attitude with women. Like you can never join women because we are supposed to be. I always hear this term diametrically opposed. We're supposed so we're supposed to be on ap- opposite sides. Like we can have the same views, but we're supposed to be on opposite sides. We're we're different in certain ways. So um, you can't you can't take the can't if you can't beat them join them as uh, thought with that with women. But that's what a lot of social justice warriors have done. Like that's their, their shtick. Their thing is, I agree with women so much that they'll love me or they'll like me, and they don't because women don't like guys that agree with them all the time. Women like opposition. I've heard a very wise man say, "Women give you shit, so you can prove that you are the shit. So you can't join them." Because then that's like definitely saying that you're not the shit. Right? Right. So, yeah. Um, right. So, we're running out of time. Uh, for my dad, let's do sports time. Sports talk! My dad is a sports guy. He's always talking about sports. He's not really a sports guy. He can't be much of... Well, he listens to a lot of games. Because uh, he's blind. If you don't know, my dad's blind. He lost one eye in one way and he lost his other eye another way. Um, but as of right now, uh, he's blind. So, but he always like refers to seeing, I think I said this earlier. I can't remember if I did it on the test or on, um, on this real one, but whatever. Um, so the finals were yesterday. The second game of the finals were yesterday. Um, Steph Curry sucked. I'm not going to look up any stats. Uh, this time, just shoot this one off the hip. Um, Steph Curry missed a lot of shots last night. Um, he did what shooters are supposed to do, which is keep shooting. That's what the, you hear him tell shooters. They're trained to keep shooting. Kept shooting. Came up with some good ones. Um, shot one over LeBron late. Had a couple floaters in the lane late to tie it up finally. Um, and like right before the overtime. But... Um, 
I think LeBron, man. I mean, I, he had a triple double, so he had an all around good game. Um, J.R. Smith sucked, and then had a had some real like like dumbass plays, like un unwarranted fouls, fouls when and and then fouls where they got the and one. And in the last minute of a game, in the last two minutes of a game that's close, like that, a two-point play is one thing, but a three-point play at home, at their home, where the crowd gets into it, because you know what, and one is like an orgasm. Oh, and the point. Like, that's like the best thing ever. So, like, you, you he did that like once or twice, just wasting fucking fouls and not hitting no shots. Like, it was just like... He, his play last night made it very hard to combat white analysts when they try to make points about black players not having it all up top. Like when you hear, I mean, they do it a lot more, I guess, in um, in football. It comes up a lot more because there's the whole question about the black quarterback and why they always run in and they don't have, if they don't have the smarts and the wonder look test and all this other shit. But there's a lot of basketball shit too. Like knowing how many times out you got Chris Weber. Or um uh knowing how many time how much time is left on the shot clock. Knowing if you foul them if the other team is in the bonus or not. Um knowing not to foul the best free throw shooter on the team. You foul the center in most cases or whoever. Like these are like basketball um, IQ things that makes it really hard to combat when he's just out there doing dumb shit just randomly and it's just like come on you know uh, Clay Thomas had a good game Tristan Thompson had a good uh, game uh, Clay Thompson they play on different teams I guess I just <coughs> I said their names back to back because they're both last name Thompson Mozgov had a good game. Mozgov has Moz, what I noticed about Mozgov last night is he's really good with free throws. I guess nowadays you really pay attention to big uh, big men like free big men free throw uh, big men who are bad at free throws. <clears throat> and you would think that since we there's so much attention on these big men that are horrible free throw shooters. Shout out to DeAndre Jordan and um, uh, How, uh, Dwight Howard. Um, terrible, abysmal, terrible. Like I, I, I don't have stats right now. Like I said, but bad. I've seen Dwight Howard shoot an air ball more than once. DeAndre Jordan has shot an air ball from free thrower more than once, and they get millions of dollars. I would really need somebody to explain to me seriously how you can be successful in the NBA, get paid all that money, can basically put a free throw line wherever you want. If I was as bad as them two at shooting free throws, <clears throat> I would have a free throw line in my driveway. I'd have a free throw line in my bedroom. I'd have a free throw line in my kitchen. I'd have a free throw line everywhere. And I would be shooting. I would do everything. I wouldn't get no pussy unless I hit five free throws in a row. Maybe. May, I don't know. Maybe their attitude is I'll do more in the beginning of the game so that these things don't impact us in the end. But I don't see a lot of either. Like, that's still, you have so much time on your hands. And, like, that's all you really need to work on in the off season. Free throw, 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 free throw. That's, what I, that's all I would be doing. But I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, 
like I said, I've never really talked to anybody about it um, from the basketball world. I need to get, like, my source game up. Like, I need to know a couple, like, uh, big men or college level, at least, basketball players. I mean, maybe it's – is it, a, is it a, a fucking – is it something about big men? Is your body too big to – handle that kind of range of motion i mean it can't be yao ming was like a 70 percent free throw shooter i mean arvidas sabonis i mean uh rick smith's like i think luke longley and will purdue had really good uh percentages there's a uh, there are a lot of good free throw shooters i don't know i really i, I really need to know if it's if there is if, if it's something that you can just work on or if it's Harder for big men to shoot free throws because of some kind of like angle thing or something like that. I don't know. I can't imagine it. I'm just saying. Um, but I say all that to say that Mozgov hit. Mozgov was like seven for eight or some shit last night. Like he had a really good run with him. LeBron is surprisingly bad at free throws, but he had a triple double last night. So nobody's gonna talk about that. Um, I really this is this is the second one of their games that went into overtime. Um. So they're obviously very close. I don't think the I don't think the teams are as evenly matched as they're playing though. Like I really expect I really expect Golden State to be kicking ass. Like with everybody so hurt and then with I mean if if this nigga um J.R. Smith is as mentally inept as he's like looking. Game three. I mean, everybody expected this is the first game back in Cleveland, so everybody expects Cleveland to come out with a certain amount of fire. I know at least LeBron James does. He just talked about that in the press conference, how he can't wait for their fans to get there, how much louder they're going to be, and all this other bullshit. <clears throat> but I mean, it's their first home game, so you would expect you would expect them to win, right? You'd expect them to come out swinging, and them to do good at home, and their role players to perform a little better. But um, if it goes seven games. Golden State ends the seventh game is in Golden State, so you can't really go by that because they're gonna fucking win if you look at it like that. <clears throat> uh, the Blackhawks lost to the Lightning. I didn't watch the game. Um, I don't watch a lot of hockey games. Shouts out to Ross. What the fuck is hockey? But um, I mean, I pay attention when we're winning. I know that. I know uh, Pat Kane and Jonathan Tays haven't scored any game. Haven't scored any goals in these two games. I know that. I know that much. I know the Blackhawks have only led like two minutes in the whole series so far. So we're not getting out to a good start and we're not scoring goals. Um, and we're not defending them that well either because apparently they're, they're scoring on us a lot. So, but again, I don't want to talk too much about that because I don't know too much about that. You know what I have been doing since I've been out here? Watching the fuck out of some TV. Okay. <laughs> My cousin has uh she works for comcast so she has every channel imaginable but more than that she's got this in that xfinity tv online shit so i've watched iron man 3 i've watched man of steel that new superman movie with kevin costner in it that shit was raw um iron man 3 was pretty good too um I've watched True Detective, which was raw as hell. My man, Matthew McConaughey. I like him. I've always liked Matthew McConaughey, like especially like movies. I don't like all of his like uh, 
the wedding planner and how to lose a guy in I mean I guess I know I know him obviously <laughs> those are my favorite though I like Ring of, Rain of Fire I like U five seven nine like he's got he's got some chops and this True Detective shit this shows it like he gets down um and I like I like when, I like him in this because he's got like a little bit of a crazy edge like he's usually plays this like laughy <laughs> like this kind of like goofy motherfucker but in this one he really he gets down and Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is probably one of the best like side men, if that makes any sense. Like even when he was on Cheers, like he was just like a, he he played a little bit of a dope, but he was kind of he was he was good at it. like he had good lines. He's got good attitude. Um, money train. Um, I mean, he was even good for those two seconds that he was in. No Country for Old Men, a movie which I don't understand. I mean, it was okay. I want to make one of them little gun things that dude, friendo. I want to make one of those little gun things he had. But overall, I'm just the movie ended, and I was just like, yeah, um, kind of like that Burn Before Reading. I think both of those are Coen Brother movies. If I'm not, uh, tweet me and tell me I'm wrong. That's how you get tweets. You tell people to tell you you're wrong, and then motherfuckers just line up around the block like it's the hottest club. Um. And I started watching Power. So apparently I started watching it like right as the season, the second season premiere is about to come on. This is some pair of moonshine that uh, Chief gave me. Chief is my friend Jeremy. He gave it to me the other night. Ugh. It smells terrible. Um, it tastes a lot better than it smells, but it smells horrible. Um, so I started watching Power. Things I like about it. Keep it all the way 100. That Power intro song is raw as shit. <laughs> like Joe on the hook, 50 spitting some bars. The beat is crazy. The intro sequence is raw as shit. Like I I like the intro. It seems just isn't good it down. That shit is smooth. I like that. And I like Fifty Cent and Joe. Like they've done some pretty good songs together. Like Fifty's got a song on that G Unit soundtrack. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but they do good work together. And then Joe is like, I think he's a pretty underrated like artist. Like he does he sings and writes his own shit, right? Uh, I think he writes. I mean, he writes to a lot of people. Does some production shit. Plays guitar. Kind of like a. I don't. I like him. Um, so that shit is raw. Um, the lead act, uh, the actors or whatever, shouts out to the white boy. I can't remember his name, but I know he's from Chicago. He went to Columbia, I guess. Um, so that's what's up. Naturi Naughton, uh, she's okay. Um, but uh, she's okay. Um, whatever this storyline about her being a singer, they need to stop that shit. Okay. Okay. They need to stop this singing shit. Okay. Because I listened to her sing that uh, whatever song that was uh, that they had her singing at her birthday party. Wasn't that good. Okay. She sound like, um, you know, them young girls that like they they <laughs> they can sing. OK, but the they get way more attention because they sing like adults. That's how she sounds like she sounds like a young girl that sings like an adult because her voice. I mean, if you listen to her, any I, I think any vocal coach will tell you that she's a little rough. Like she's not. Uh, she's not all the way there. 
you know, like I remember one time I was dancing and uh, it was a certain run. I had a I had a run of like two or three years when my body was like super tight, so tight that like I was like doing shows with like no shirt on or whatever. Like I used to dance modern ballet, jazz, hip hop, whatever. So I would do certain shows with no shirt on. I was looking uh, tight. Boom. Um, and there was one show that I had. So that was a couple of years. And I kind of I kind of lost it. I wasn't fat, but I wasn't take your shirt off and dance body nigga no more so but i thought i was because you have an ego like that that's what men do <clears throat> especially me so i go and i never remember this I, I'll, I'll never forget this um shouts to miss petra um i was like i'm not i can't i can't go with no shirt i'm not ready and she was like jared i don't think so i don't think you're ready and i was i, I was like okay all right but i would have been out there bogus Somebody needs to tell her, listen, this singing shit, you're not ready. Just like Lala acting. Listen, I'm not hating on her, okay? Whatever. Don't see her as an actor, actress, whatever. Not that good. She wasn't that good in this. She wasn't that good in um, the movie with Kevin Hart and the Steve Harvey movie, whatever. Um, Think Think Like a Man, whatever. She wasn't that good in that. She doesn't do it on the acting side for me. I didn't like her reality show. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, her best, the best thing she's done, in my opinion, was that King Magazine spread. Um, <laughs> being the referee slash mediator on them VH1 shows. But the acting thing doesn't do it for me. Not even like as a hating black, uh, hating ass black bitch. Doesn't do it for me. Um, Omari Chadwick is cool. I mean, I like the stories. I like the idea behind it. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of predictable on certain aspects, but I like the storyline of it. I don't like like he doesn't look. I, I okay, so I see why they do the whole Spanish thing because they want this to be like a real like minority driven show. Like, there's only one white person in the show, and he wants to be. He's probably the biggest nigga in the show is the one white dude. So I get what they're trying to do with the whole Spanish speaking thing. But Omari Chadwick does not necessarily look like a nigga that grew up around Mexicans and learned Spanish. He looks like a part Spanish nigga. Like that's what he looks like. And maybe I'm splitting hairs about it. I mean, I don't really care, but I'm just saying like when I hear him speak Spanish or and even in scenes where he has to speak Spanish, it's not like a brother that learned how to speak Spanish. He sounds like a Latino guy, even more so like he just sounds Latino like the way he I don't know if it's like I don't know. Number one, if he really is part Latino or some shit, um, I don't know if. In an effort to be able to speak the Spanish naturally, he falls into this like Spanish accent after the fact and for like the rest of the scene but it comes he comes he strikes me I, I like the idea of this nigga playing you know of this this black guy that can speak spanish i like that a lot i am a black guy that can kind of speak spanish um i was messing with this girl this black chick who spoke spanish fluently and that was yummy but he doesn't seem like that he seems like a black and latino guy which is fine i'm just saying um also, I don't like how this nigga just met this uh, chick from his past and just went all in and was just like, fuck it with the family and the wife. Like, 
I don't know why there have to be like these like in in the event that there is a show or a movie where a black man has a black wife and a family it always ends up that he will burn it all down for one white woman or one Latino woman in this case, because they're trying to do whatever, but she's still, I mean, she's still a very light, lightly colored Latino woman. So she still kind of looks white. She's not like her sister who is darker, curlier hair, more. um, She speaks her Spanish with a lot more of an attitude. So they they still kind of make these distinctions where there's still a a light darkness kind of thing. She's, you know, there's there's this line or this this um, theme in the movie where his mistress, this Angela chick, is so different from his wife, Tasha. And they accent it by Tasha being a very dark skinned woman, very attractive, very pretty. I'm not saying that at all, but she's very dark skinned. Whereas Angela is a Latino woman that happens to be very, very light skinned, almost might as well be white. Um, and this nigga is just like within, I mean, I don't know if the, I mean, I don't want to, the movie kind of seems like it runs day to day. So, it it really I don't want to but I don't want to take it too far out of context but it really seems like he saw her at the club called her hey I'll throw my family away for you I'll leave my wife for you it's just like god damn nigga like I mean old girl has ends on the business she knows about the business aspect of it she knows about your money she's kind of held you down she had a bunch of kids and still kept her body tight I mean she, she seemed like she needed a little bit more than that and I'm usually all for the side pussy. Like, I'm all for a nigga step with regard. Like, I mean, I'm all for a little, you know, play on the side. But this, I'm not for abandoning ship so easy. Like, God damn. Like, what does she have to lose? Um, But on the other end, I don't like how bogus she is. Like, she, like this shit that she's doing with his nephew. Like, look. If your man not giving you no attention, go ahead and get you some side D. Okay, do not get it from his nephew. And I guess I guess she's in one of these lines where um, she would she's fucking her driver. You know what I'm saying? It's not like her nephew per se. She would be getting attention. She's seeking attention from someone. It would be whoever her driver was to a certain extent. Um, But it's not (laughs) it's not just any driver. It's your husband's nephew. And. I don't know. I guess she just seemed desperate. She seems desperate. And I guess women get in those kind of situations when they're married and they're trying to salvage something. I mean, men get desperate for shit at times, too. Desperation is sad. Desperation will negatively affect almost every circum- every decision. If desperation is, is your... Um, is the gasoline in your tank? That's false fuel. <laughs> if gasoline is the fuel in your tank, or if gasoline is what's in your tank, I don't know what I said. Whatever, that's full fuel. It's fake fuel. Um. So, yeah, I'm watching Power. Apparently, I started watching it just in time because the season premiere is coming up. Is like this week or some shit Or yeah sometime this week So I watched it just in time To be able to jump in and tie everything together Which is cool 
Um, but I'm also gonna I'm gonna watch some more movies. I'm gonna watch Guardian of the Galaxy. Um, I started watching Two Guns, but I fell asleep on that, and I walked out of the room apparently right when they showed Paula Patton's titties. Damn, missed that one. Um, which might be the best part of that movie because I don't I don't know I don't bet on um the buddy comedy the buddy cop comedy featuring Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington is being ninety eight percent on fucking Rotten Tomatoes I don't know those aren't real statistics I'm just saying I'm just speaking from you know from experience um, speaking of Rotten Tomato scores if you take any credence in them that Entourage movie. Huge Entourage fan. Love the show. Vince and the guys. Um, Entourage is pulling a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. God damn. Who wrote the movie? Turner? Did Turner write the movie? Did Johnny did, did Johnny Drama write the movie? That's that's uh that's whack. That's rough. Maybe they didn't do maybe gays aren't feeling it because there's not enough of a storyline for Lloyd. So they're like all hating on it. Like if Lloyd isn't a star actor, then we're not watching this. I don't know. What time is it? Game time. All right. So this is actually 151. So I went over my time by uh, an extra six minutes. I keep doing all this math. You guys will hear later about how bad my math is. But um, so this is the first episode of the podcast. I'm going to try to put this up on uh, on SoundCloud. I don't know if I'm going to have my own SoundCloud or if I'm going to um, like if the Rojo show is going to have their own SoundCloud. It probably will. I'll probably just do it like that. But um, I'll listen back to it. It'll probably be uploaded a little bit later. To whoever this one person is that watched on Periscope, thank you. You're awesome. You're amazing. Um, if it's just me and it just registers that I'm watching it because I'm signed in, then uh, obviously I appreciate myself. Um, today is Monday. I will probably do one or two more of these this week. I'm not going to do one a week. I'll probably do more than one a week, a couple a week. Um, that's what I'm saying right now. Um, it will not always be for the Periscope watchers. It will not always be me in my room. Uh, for the listeners, it will not always be this quiet. Sometimes I'll probably do them in the car. Sometimes I'll do them uh, outside while I'm chilling, whatever. But this is the Rojo Show. I'm going to have guests on. I'm going to talk about music. Uh, I wanted to get this first one out about my life just to kind of catch people up if they haven't been paying attention or if I haven't talked to them. This is why you haven't talked to me because I've been moving around, um, trying not to be homeless, trying to get my life together, trying to come up on some bullshit. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I will get at you guys later on in the week. Uh, Be good people. Be good to people. Later.